Culture Podcast with Alaska, Curly Castro, and Zilla Rock. We are here for a a new series that we're going to dive into. Uh, I don't know if we have a name name? for it yet, do we? I thought we did give it a name. I thought we did, I just don't remember it. I can't go on the third. Yeah. Hold on, I'm going to go on the third right now, see if I can find it. But we are going to talk about Scarface today. Yes, big brother face. Well, we're going to talk about, so this is a long form segment. We're breaking these down into pieces. And so our first uh, subject, is the uh the immortal scarface and we'll be covering a few of his albums one by one and um separate episodes and then you know will. we might put you know bridge the episode the other way the way we list them we might put them together like one of four or whatever like that but this what is the name of this segment all right we'll just for now we'll just call this boom bap anthropology yeah something like that something like that uh, we'll just oh, call wait, this i think i might have it. hold on yeah i got found it, it? I'm into that section. You got strength because I can't even go through our thread. Our thread is massive. It's too. It's intimidating. It's so long. I just searched Scarface. Um, fuck, yes, I definitely do the searches. The searches help because I can't keep up. Yeah, regular way like scrolling with my finger. That's a bad idea. No, yeah, no, I would get lost on that. But uh, while um, last gets scrolling, we are a call out culture. We hate to, we forget to do the intros when it's just me and him. We, <laughs> this is Curly Castro. Yep. I'm here with Alaska. <laughs> uh, Zilla is on hiatus. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we are doing Boom Bap Anthropology. Well, that's not the name of the segment, but we're figuring it out. Yes, sir. And we are uh, going to be talking about Brother Face. Mr. The Face. Jordan, AKA. And, and you know we're going about this. You know, um, again, though this section is not uh chronologically based. We are, we actually are nope. jumping around because um, are we not going to order right? The diary is not necessarily his first, right? And, and we're not talking no, about yeah, we're just shit. We just um, no, yeah. So tonight we're talking about the diary, and again, this thing yes, is not we'll in um, the diary. It's it's not in a chronological order. We're just picking albums, no. and we're just um covering them as we go. Again, this is a long form yeah. segment. Be broken down into a seg a long form segment that we'd be broken down into segments. Each yes. um each episode will be covering one record off the subject. And we'll be uh dissecting it, going through it. Some of it will be nostalgic, because some of these are older records. Some of it will be a little yeah. bit more current, um, depending on um who the subject is. But we felt like we've done like lineages of greatness and we've talked um in depth about artists in full some episodes and we thought we wanted to get more into the bones and the sinew of each individual album we have talked about cats and you know yeah hour hour and a half but you know we cover this album cover that and we jump around from singles you know it's a lot of single talk on our show in terms of like song song talk yep. so we wanted to uh we wanted to do more of a magnifying glass on each lp yeah and i, I think I think a bit of it is also like we're not none of us are particularly versed in Scarface's catalog. Well, yeah, I but I this is but I don't want to sit there and you know make the audience think this is like another like blind spot thing, not necessarily, but we want it to be yeah, thorough. No, it's, but I think it was it was we a thorough to learn approach. About it. Yeah, and it was an approach yeah. to being thorough and, about like finding out about people's you know full length and breadth of their yeah. work. Yes. And, and, and yeah, I am I am I have we pockets on this journey together. Yeah, and I have yeah. pockets about Scarface. I'm big into I knew a lot about Ghetto Boys, 
And yeah. I remember, you know, with Scarface, I pick and choose. I was really big into the fix. Really big into the fix. Um, yeah. Happily uh, surprised with this record. Not surprised because I knew some of this stuff. This is a, this record is crazy. It's the production on here. Record's is good, yeah. Crazy good. And I'm talking about, if anybody's familiar with the diary, this is West Coast out the ass. So. Yes. Let's talk about that so we, Yeah, but good. Yeah, if you so want to I, on a certain order. Actually, yeah. I, I was hoping we could talk about each of our relationship with Scarface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go down like, Because, on you know on. what I mean? Like, I I was pretty much singles Scarface. Okay. Right? Like, whatever the even, single even was, Ghetto I, Boys? I kind of knew that. Even Ghetto Boys? Even Ghetto like? Boys. Like, just okay. like singles. Like, you know, whatever their single was, I knew that. But I never got deep into it. Um, so this is, a lot of this is is new for me. Like, I always liked Scarface. I always appreciated Scarface. But I never went deep into it. I had this record and, you know, I keep... I don't think I ever listened was he to an artist you thought deep. you were gonna get back to like that type of thing or I'll check it in a few or you just gave him his props from a distance but never took the time to like science it out yeah I, I think it, it was more the latter like I I always appreciated him I always knew he was dope um but whenever his albums were dropping it was always at a time where it was like it wasn't like what I was into at that time even you the fix, I mean? so like, even the fix with the, what was that the Def Jam record? The fix was, like, was the fix was the one. I actually pumped the fix pretty hard. Okay, it was like the fix, and then um, like I had a couple of big like Scarface moments. Like the fix was really big, and smile. Then, um, smile, smile was dope. But I was thinking like around the time of the fix, like shortly after that, he was. Uh, do you remember Ray Cash? The artist Ray Cash. Ray Cash had a yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. and Mom music. <laughs> It was like fuck the police coming straight from the underground. A young nigga blowing big coming down. A nigga with the attitude, easy reentry and cue, creeping up the avenue. That's how you had to do. Yes, I'm the rhythm, the rebel. Without a cause, never lowering my level. I want some Chuck D shit from PE. Six in the morning, I hustle with iced tea. Six in the evening, I'm chilling with Willie D. Leaving out the nickel, I'm bumping some cool G. Rap back to the neighborhood, shoot me some craps. I'm fucking with that pluck with the Kool-Aid pack. And now I got a brother by the name of Warren Lee. Hot shot, regal, illegal like Marley. I get down like I'm BDP. Ass blaster like Blastmaster Cock and I'm just bumping my music. Scarface was on that, and he had a killer verse on that. And he also had, like, he was on, like, the and Beans joints. Like this yeah, he was popular. Like, so there was that, like a window um, where I was like, he's "What's that?" Really on the, all my block is on the fix, though, right? I remember all my block was a big, my block is on the fix, yeah, yeah. That, but that was a big video, though. I remember that smile was another, yeah, big video. yeah, that so, was a big one. So with me, Alaska, it was like, if well, if you're not finished, if you are you done? No, no, I'm good. Go ahead, please. Um, so again, I was talking with Zilla about this, and I and I would be remiss to not glean this to the listeners, but a lot of hip hop consumption was in video form. You 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 yes. you um you got a lot of your stuff from the video. You listen to the radio, but you would glue yourself to VH1 and their countdown and TRL, and then you would get into the like mm -hmm. people forget like Rap City used to be like three hours. I don't know if people oh yeah if they forget the long form Rap City before it went to the basement and they were doing more the host feature stuff with um Joe Claire and yep. Big Les and then Tigger and then oh there was host a little bit after that. There was a there was it was more like how VH1 was playing long form blocks of videos, even more so than MTV. Yeah. And Rap City would come on, 
And um, at one point it was called the basement before it was the actual basement physical location with Tigger yes. and his grandma. Yeah. It was called the basement, B-A-S-S-M-A-N-T. And it was that guy walking down. Remember with the like bucket hat? And it was like rap, rap, yep. rap, city, city. And they would play about four hours of, of videos. Yes. Um, and yeah. so if you were if you were trying to sample or get something, you would get it in video form. And so face yeah. to me was ghetto boys videos. Mine's playing tricks on me. A couple of other mm-hmm. songs. I don't I don't remember all of their um titles, but I remember, you know, the the major ones and the singles and Bushwick Bill was definitely like attention grabbing. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like whatever he was, we getting shot in the eye, or just his his stature and being a, a small person and his big personality and their performances, and they had a different, they had an interesting dynamic between him, Face, and Willie D. And they, and yeah. I, I I like what I like about the Ghetto Boys is the voice, right? Their voices yes. were very unique, and so through that, I I followed all of them independently. Willie D did some solo records. Bushwick Bill had a record, and then Face was a yep. little bit more of the accomplished of the three, um, in terms of solo um efforts. And yeah. he had that and voice. You, yeah. Good. Sorry, go ahead, finish. No, and I no. So uh, that was, was my he, thing. So that was my thing. That's how I got yeah. into him. Was through the video. Yeah, yeah. And, and you would see he was even in the Ghetto Boy songs, which was very early in their career. He was, he was like the writer in the group, right? Like Willie D was the tough guy. Okay. Bushwick then, um, was the personality. Spectacle. Yeah, the personality spectacle. Yeah. Yeah. And Scarface was the writer. Like, yes, I can agree. Just going back to any other stuff, it was like the detail in his writing was. Storyteller, supreme. supreme and I, and, and I, yeah. and I, I'm not going to use the word remiss again, but I would be reticent to not. Like, storytelling is a very refined art in this craft that we do mm-hmm. because. It's not about the super detailed story and it's not about the super um, or the super complex story. And it's not about the simple tale of going around the corner to the store. Some people can just capture shit with the basic of words and they could set the yeah. table and well, excuse me, make it visual. I remember, you know, yeah. and this is not cliche. This is true. I listened to the radio on my Oslo and certain songs, yeah. Paris one, Nas, whatever, Smith and Wesson, you would just you would be there, you know what I'm saying? And 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 the way rap was yes. about that time, they would talk about their Tims and the girl on the court. That's why the the Wu Tang songs, the stories of Ghost and Ray, they were so vivid because they were like, "There's this on the stove." They got the old Jesus picture hanging on the wall with the owl clock. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And then they talk about such such busting it, and it was very visceral, right? And yeah. not they, and this they would give good. you background on characters in the song. Yes, and this is before the and the people don't know this is before lyrical miracle took off. So that's when the stories yeah. got a lot more complicated. Hence, um, uh, uh, hypnotical gases, a straight bullet, yeah. and, you know, like the Nas shit. That's when the stories like whoa, yeah. you know, they're getting in there. But like a good story from the well, anyway, Bruin stuff early like yes. juggernaut stuff, like clear blue skies, Lucifer. But the power um, of like face is like the power. A DMX storytelling, really straight to the yeah. fucking point, and and yeah. Face had the voice that you would you didn't mind listening to him for three three minutes, you know what I'm saying? And he no, would set exactly. the table and paint and a picture. Yeah, he's really good at hitting the emotional touchstones in the story. Yeah, right. Where it? like yeah, some people like Wu Tang, they'll be very detailed. I mean, Ghost Ghost and Ray could get into the emotions, but they like Scarface. His 
he's like a writer from an emotional perspective, I think, when he tells a story. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even like something like mine's playing tricks on me. It's like, it's getting more impossible to cope. Is how like the verse starts. Yeah. But, and then, but you know then that I mean? video, like, that was a big video for me to see uh, Bushwick punching the floor and all, you know, like to see that. Yes. And it was a story too. The the whole video was a story. Yeah. From the whole song was a story. So, um, yeah, yeah, storyteller, with Mr. Brad. Yeah, it's it's really is he's fantastic. So you wanted to talk about the production though. So let's jump into that. Yes, and so I, I wanted to start with though, like the production is very West Coast, but that makes me think: it where is, yeah. do we consider Houston? Is 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 the Midwest sound solidified at this point? Were we calling it the Midwest hmm. sound? Or are we just letting because again, this is a very West Coast sounding record. Like yeah. got the West Coast tropes, synths, uh, the way the hooks are uh, structured. But it yes. but it's but it's that West Coast where their production was kicking. And and they were they were destroying us at a certain point. They they just had better yeah. weaponry, it seemed like. Um big lush beats. But they had their signatures, guitar strings and shit like that. Guitar and, strings, yeah. Kind of like, like that wah wah pedal shit. Yeah, bah, 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 shit like that. And it's this record is dominated yeah. by it. And I would say the production on this is a fucking one. The production on this is crazy. And I, 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 I really forgot. Good production. I remember like man. I didn't realize Mike Dean was produ- producing all the way back then. Yeah. And, and I, um, which is kind of wild. When I first see Amanda, and shoot, there's a lot of killing on this record, like a lot, a lot of killing on this record. Yeah, there's there's a point on the record, and at first I'm listening. I had to call I had Azilla. I said, did they go to the hospital to finish some guy off or the funeral? Did they shoot up a funeral? Yeah, they yeah. shot up a funeral, like yeah. the fourth song. Yeah. yeah, the Jesse James joint, right? Yes, we says yeah. motherfucker like a million times. This is a before Buster times. got played out with the cursing to me. This is like when Kirsten is still like, all right, gee, I seen a man Kirsten's die. White sheet. There's a lot of good songs on here. Yeah. Yeah. So I, because we're going back to visit a record, right? So before you went back to it, did you have like pre- preconceived notions or like sort of phantom memories of what you thought this album was going to be? I had and no. Then, like, um, if so, how is it different than what you expected? Um, I had no access to any memory of this record. I remember the singles, mm. a few of them. I seen a man die. I remember that. And yeah. um, I think no tears. But I, I didn't remember this specifically. Like I said, I was really into the fix. And I think yeah. I have more memories of like my balls and my word than this record specifically. So this mm. was like a, yeah. um this was a welcome, um, a welcome surprise because I did not remember a lot of these cuts. And so to go back and listen to it from the from the beginning and not skip around like I used to back in those days. And this record is from um is 94. 94, yeah. 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 So um no, I didn't I didn't have any preconceived. I didn't remember this record whatsoever. I remember a song or two. And so he he's top notch here. He's he's definitely um rhyming at at, at a high pace. Yeah, um, and the production is. I, I was blown away. So he he gets busy in the production on this. But so it's interesting that this. I don't know this record. I think it did well, but I don't hear people talking about it like it's a touchstone. They go to the fix and other records and stuff. And this this one yeah. was um. This this was a welcome listen. I'll, I'll tell you that that's for sure. 
And I think more people should go yeah, was, and revisit this record. It's really solid. So the dude that produced a lot of this record with Mike Dean, this guy, N.O. Joe. Yeah, I saw that. He also produced, um, the, see, the record I always confuse this one with is uh, The World Is Yours. Okay. Which was the album before it. Like, they all kind of blend into one thing for me. And I, I, I it was like one of those records I had it and I listened to it, but I never got deep into it. Cause it was like, it was coming out at the same time. Like a lot of real cool, like New York city shit was coming out that I was more into. So I stuck with that. Right. But that dude, N.O. Joe also produced uh, most of the riding dirty album for UGK. Okay. Now see, I was totally, so he's oh little boom. Check that. I got a story about that. I didn't get into UGK until I got to college and I met my man from Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. And that's all he was talking about was this Midwest shit. And I had no, cause I was like, what? Like UGK. Yeah. And he's like, Underground Kings. I said, and it was interesting because I was like, Underground Kings. I was like, no, I listen to Underground. Like I was the Underground guy in my crew. You get yeah. what I'm saying? And so yeah. who are these Underground King guys? These, they can't be Underground Kings. I don't know about them. I didn't, they don't know Def Jokes or Ruckus. What are you talking about? And so, yeah, that was, that was big eye opening <laughs> for me too, to meet some cats yeah. from out there, just from their different areas that was bumping that Midwest sit. I had a friend that was so into bone thugs. He knew the words and I, I, I yeah. give anybody, he knew the words. He could repeat it. I was like, what the fuck? Where am I? Like, you know, I'm, I'm coming with the super East coast sensibility. So yeah. So when I got to college, <clears throat> my man was telling me all about UGK and I had no idea. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know about, um, Bun B and Pimp C either. I didn't really know about them until they were on the Jay-Z record, to be honest with you. I mean, yeah, I remember I, seeing, like, the records and stuff, but I never checked for it. I think I remember them being on some songs I would check for. But I was not in the mix in those areas yeah. at all. Yeah, you know? I mean, definitely everything was very stratified back then. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I think, like, the thing I remembered about it, like, and still to this day, like, listening to, like, the first couple, it takes me a while to get into this record. So, like, I don't really like White Sheet, and I don't really like Jesse James. Okay. But, like, I, I really like No Tears, and then everything after Jesse James is amazing. So, my memory of it was, like, I don't really like this record. Ah, because, because of the that, beginning, like beginning it, was a slow I never slow really stop. got past it, right? Like, it, yeah. it was one of those things, like, I wouldn't throw on the record because it was a slow start, like, instead of just starting on track four. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just being like, oh, or track five. Like, this is fucking crazy from here on. Um, so that was really the shocking thing to me was like how much I really liked everything after track, after Jesse James. But I think we would, like I said, it's the 90s, so we could fall victim to not. Like, I remember there was some records, oh, yeah. a couple of records, like a Daylight record. I think it was, um, it might have been Daylight Soul is Dead. And then it was uh, Ray Quan. It was Ghostface record. It was uh, Iron Man. I didn't listen to Soul Controller for a few years because I would oh, just yeah. around like track sixteen. I would just stop because I would think that the rest were either fillers or remixes. You yeah, know, like how Fuji's would do with the six remixes at the end. And um, yeah. Dayla, I didn't know that Biz Marquee was on the song after Saturdays or whatever. Because I didn't even go that far. I think that Sunshine song. I didn't know he was on there. Because I yeah. would skip and it would be intros to certain things. I was like, all right, I'm finished. Like, you know, I've been listening to this record long enough and I would stop. So I, I used to have like a, a hard stop like after 16 and I would skip a lot of tracks at the end of records. And I missed a lot because of that stupid ass thing I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, CDs, CDs were a tough listen. They were long, man. 
And it's like you you had a I know everybody complains like about records you got to get up and flip the side, but if you yeah. didn't have a multi a multi disc player, you had to get up, you had to go get your CD out, you had to put a new CD in. Yeah, I think it I was dedicated like a lot, to that. It was a lot. It was well, I, you know I, I was mean? also like, I was I was a big uh, steady steady Walkman guy, CD Walkman. Yeah, I had one of those, same. so yeah, that was an easier click, open, put another disc in, close it. But I'm—I mean, think about it. Though. I'm listening to Outcast. That's a whole album. Listen, you know what I'm saying. I'm yeah. listening to, uh, yeah. to uh, Duck Down. That's whatever it was. That's a whole album. Listen, you know, Buster. You listen to the whole thing. You know what I'm saying. I think a little bit after that, like you're saying, we get into the multi CD changes. Uh, people are starting to put together like mix CDs. I remember the Swarms were dropping. Um, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Um, and, and, yeah. I mean, if you're a New York kid. Or East Coast Kid. This album came out the same year as Illmatic, yeah. Ready to Die, the, the, the Resurrection, back. Hard to Earn, Stress to Cal, Main Ingredient, um, Sunrises, Blowout Comb, Word Life, There's a Dark Side, Six Feet Deep, uh, Major Street year. Level, Major year. To the Death. Between and the rock and, and the if you were if you were inclined and you had to choose a few, you was buying mixtapes. He's buying mix CDs yeah. too. You know, yeah, what I'm saying? you had those included. Yeah, yeah, bootleg. It was bootlegs, so, or you would get like Mr. C's mix with 15 songs on it. No, actually, yes. excuse me, like 28 songs on it. Remember, they would stuff them CDs to the brim. So yeah, this was yeah. a um. <clears throat> this was also a lot when out um. There to, to yeah, but this is also when the labels was tossing money because they were giving all these records yes. a shot. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. um, with budgets yeah. and, and, and things of that nature. Yeah. So, so I think if you had a certain sensibility, which I think admittedly, like, I know I did. And I think admittedly, we all kind of did. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a good reason why this album might slip through the cracks. Right. You could have definitely missed this by paying attention to too much shit. We just, we just yeah. listed off like 15 records. And if you even had paper, I didn't have, I had paper back then. The years to even no, buy yeah. more than one. Like I could get, I can get yeah. away with maybe one record. I wasn't getting no two records in a couple of weeks or nothing like that. I was kind of crazy. Like, I didn't even no. have that type of money. No, I used to have to sell old CDs to get new ones. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that was the thing. Yeah, you would cycle through, yeah. take them back, switch them out. Yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's something. Yeah, so, and it's yeah, like, so. yeah, you even had like, you had Fear Itself came out that year, Funk the World, Shaheen the Rugged Child. There's a lot. There's yeah. a lot. That, but I'm just saying, and so you didn't have... Yeah. Like we brought up Shaheem, you didn't have disposable money to. Oh, let me grab the Shaheem disc too. No, I, no. I had to get my major choices. No. You know, my major hits. Yeah, OC. I skipped OC. But you get all that other stuff on mixtapes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or you might cop a bootleg yeah. and not, you know, and bump it that yeah. way. Or yeah. you might just, you know, you get one and your friend gets one. Right. Yeah. And trade all your friends get one, and then you get the Max L tapes out. Oh, yep. Make that. Make that mix. You know? Mix it. People think mix is yep. one just for love songs. Cats used no, to put down, you know, shit. he used to put down tapes. And then a, a tape, like we're talking about functionality, you could flip a tape pretty quickly. You know, side yeah. But then flip also those mix and CDs, the mixtapes are pretty good. That's like your joints, the joints you want to hear when you want to hear yeah. it on, a, on a mix. Yeah. yeah. But you, you could throw most beautifulest thing in the world on one side and there's a dark cut on the other side. Yes, you can. You got that two albums feeling. for yeah. $1.99. And, and $1.99 gets you the nice Max L cassette. I used to mess with the TDKs. You know, the black ones. Remember the TDK that oh, was TDKs all the way see-through? And they had like weird yep. um, shapes on it. And it was like yellow. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember yeah, that one. Yep. Yeah. Yellow and pink and shit. Yep. That, yeah. yeah. It was all like um, yeah. retro mod or something like that. I had that. 
yeah. Once I got into college, though, and started having little like little jobs, I would get like the Maxell, like the black ones. Oh, Maxwell ninety. You know, the black ones with the gold 90. writing. Yeah, yeah, those ones yep. were nice. It was like, oh, and those are really good. good. Sound, sound exactly the fucking same. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure, but we still like, oh, these sound better. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, yeah some chicks because it had some girth to it. it had some yeah, weight. that's a weight. The tape's a little heavy. I remember getting like those metal tapes, like the ones with the screws. Oh, the metal ones. Yeah. yeah, that's a good. That's that's a good look for somebody yeah. doing merch. Metal tapes. Back in metal the day, tapes. um, metal tapes would be part of the promotion, whether it went for the album or sometimes even with GI Joe's, you get a metal tape, like tape made all metal had like nice weights. I think it was ten, probably it was like ten metal. You yeah. Know? Um, those, but I, I remember those. I remember those. But yeah, back yeah. back to the grill Let's, again. Hit hit with the next question. Back to the grill again. So, what are your thoughts on like his rapping on this record? Like, where does it where does it sit within that time frame? Where does it sit from, like, you know, within the time frame? Sort of like within where does he fit, fall into like the sort of like overall hierarchy of rapping at that? Well, time? he at that point he's advancing. This is this is mid nineties. Yeah. He's broken off his not broken away, but he's he's establishing himself outside his group. So now you're hearing his voice a lot more. And that's a, that's always mm -hmm. a very unique um, outcome of somebody in a group going, going to solo, um, i.e. Farrah Monch, uh, Ja Rule, yeah. you know, what I'm saying coming out of cash money, mm -hmm. clicked it like when you when you when you go and this is I've done this and this is my 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 lineage. When in, in Alaska, you know, this too, when you go from having to write pieces of a song to writing a whole yes. song and you're not sure if your voice over more than one verse is um, palatable for, for the fan base, or do they want to hear me this much? Yeah. They've only been hearing me for a little slice here, a hook there, outro there. Yeah. Now I got to do the whole fucking song. So faced it. I don't think he had to worry about that. I'm not sure where his writing skills no. were because he wasn't a group and he went solo. And this seems like a very good output of one of his earlier records amongst the other ones. Mm -hmm. But he seemed like he was fully formed and ready to go. These songs are yeah. fully fleshed out. Um, there's a lot of good song structure on this shit. Um, um, I hear certain things, probably can't put my finger on it that cats have taken from this record and used yeah. later because I, I found some things that were recognizable. And so yeah, I think he's in top form. Um, like I said, mid 90s. Um, yep. not doing no light speed shit, really just he cursing a lot on certain joints. He's cursing a lot, he's, yeah. but he's setting yeah. the table very, very vivid with the visuals. And he, and he's rapping strong on this one. He does a uh, uh, mind playing tricks on me ninety four on this. Bit. You know what that I'm saying? So good. And that's a good little continuation. It's in mind still playing tricks on me. You know what I'm saying? Playing yeah, same. It's beat really and good. Shit. And so yeah, I, I think he's a, he's in. Um, he, he even gets even better on some upcoming records lyrically. But as yeah. far as like presenting a piece, this is like top form. This yeah, this, this I one I could see in certain circles. I could see this. You could put this up and say this is better than the fix. The fix had the names, Kanye beats, and all that stuff. But this is like yeah. a fully formed plate. Like it's a full plate, fixings, baked chicken. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Peas. This is there's a lot. There's a lot of nice uh protein yeah. and, and 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 fixings on this shit. Yeah. From an outsider perspective, it sounds like and I, you know, I can't say because I wasn't I wasn't there at that time, but it's what I imagined Houston sounded like. So you would right, place like this with H Town. This is more H Town and West Coast to you. This is you would do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. It has, it definitely has West Coast sensibility. Yes. Okay. But I think, like, listening to it now, like, I could see where there's a there is a difference to it than just straight West Coast. Like, there's something, and I don't know if it's 
it's in the in his delivery couple with those beats um but there's like there's definitely like a musicality to his flow yeah and i think doesn't doesn't it's exist a very in musical a lot of record too. this is not time. yeah this is not like a, the fix, Even the intro keep, and outro right it's just yeah like i'll bring up the fix out. because yeah. the fix is like kanye lays a lot of samples and loops on that you know yes. what i'm saying and it's yeah. very east coast boom bappy as opposed to this mm-hmm. is very musical in the sense of yeah. the west coast orchestral shit that they were doing back then you know what i'm saying with battle yeah. cat and and whomever and mailman and all my you know they were out there painting these pictures das and um yeah 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 a lot of musicality yeah i almost think of the fix as like his version of the r right like because uh-huh. he has like all these records that are his sound sort of the sound of his city and like you have to be sort of versed in hip-hop to know it like a lot of people from diverse backgrounds are fans of his yes and they're like we want to bring him into the sound of now yeah because it's it's and not a very h houston record the fix the fix is very no, not at all um uh, of now who's who's hot now who's cracking east coast yeah yeah it has that vibe too but but i think on this record i think like i don't think he's like super like he's definitely not like super lyrical and complex with his writing no but topically he's real strong with the pen and like i said i think that i think the flow is like it's almost like kind of preacherish yeah the good delivery right a lot of preacher preacherness to the delivery yes a lot of pulpit yeah. pulpit flows on this thing very good very good pull alaska very good point thank you agree with that thank you so so you want to take a break here and then come back yeah yeah we'll come we'll come back to the All outline right. we'll be cool. back in a second call out cultists there we go that's the commercial sound there he is come on chauncey knock it off big chauncey hey y'all i got a great new album in the mail today that Rapper Alaska at Bandcamp.com presents Music from Alaska and Merch All power to all people Nihilist Millennial by Cargo Cults It's worse, we're stuck between millennials and boomers Self-proclaimed disruptors on their motherfucking scooters And racists with no futures in their first fucking computers That in both over time Human Zoo by Alaska, Jason Griffiths. Pop songs for the apocalypse by Alaska and Jason Griffiths. I know a lot of people all talking no action. They don't put in work. They just want to say they rappers. It's kind of sad. Cause they sharp with the pen, but they just some bartender. Check it. There's no truth in art, and every artist is a liar. The structural dynamics of flow. My last steel tip I've been part of this environment, a virus that mutated from an optimist to nihilist. Roll my eyes aside, but I really got no fight left. But don't sleep. Satanic Panic by Alaska and Ray West, a.k.a. Bohemian Groove. Visit thatrapperalaska.bandcamp.com to get these albums and more, including exclusive merchandise, sweatshirts, bucket hats, and t-shirts. This is a fantastic album, man. Let me borrow it. No, my brother. You've got to buy your own. 
Zilla's not with us today. He has some some personal stuff he had to take care of. Uh, but he did ask us to share a thought about Scarface. Yes. Um, you want to take it or you want me to take it? No, you got it. I ain't got it even written down. Okay. So he said, if you could share notes for me about the diary, it would be this. And it touches on something that, that you've mentioned as well. Um, Scarface says the word motherfucker better than anyone in the history of rap outside of Easy e <laughs> That is true. De Niro once said when he heard Danny Aiello say fuck, it sounded like poetry. Uh, that's how <laughs> I feel about Scarface with motherfucker. It's musical when he says it on this album. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's hilarious. So I think... Uh, then yeah. he also mentioned that... Uh, uh, he thought uh, Scarface legitimized the name Brad. Yeah. Didn't he make notes of that? Yeah, he made that in the thread. But it was funny yeah. because I don't think we started calling him Brad until he got like to OG status. This is like when he started status. calling himself Brad. Okay, that's what it was. He started calling himself Brad on records. Oh, okay, um, okay. Because I remember yeah. like, but and then I remember my memory clicking, and when somebody would say Brad, I'm like, oh, his face. Yeah. Like you know, what I'm saying I wouldn't face, think twice yeah. about his face. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and I wonder if it's like a maturity thing, right? Like, you come up with this name when you're like 17 or 18 years old as a rapper. You think he was called up some wonder, Scarface like, out the gate? That's kind of crazy name to have as a I mean, teenager. But, I mean, if you think like how old, how old is he for start? Let's see. Hold on, Scarface. Well, of course, like is... all right. So he so he saw you know he saw Scarface the movie like we all did. Yeah, he's probably so like, he's fifty three years old. He's a little a little older than a little older than me. A few years in, in yeah, a little older, older than me. Older than you. So, so let's yeah, see. So, first Ghetto face. Boys record was in eighty. First Ghetto Boys record came out in eighty eighty eight. Eighty eight, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he was. So he was a teenager. He was born in twenty. He was born in saying he was only eighteen years old. Yeah, so 18. by that record, he was going by Scarface. Yeah. Crazy. So, you know, like you get to that point where you're like in your 40s, you're like, oh, well, I want to be known as Scarface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're like, I mean, Red Man just went ready, but you're right. At a certain time, yeah, giving yourself a name in your teenage 20 old year, 20 years, and then you want to look. Yeah. Snoop Dogg started breaking his name apart. Remember, he was Snoop Doggy yeah. Dog. And if if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, Death Row owns that name. Snoop, yeah, Dog. not 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 his, not the death row he has publishing from old. They own the name Snoop Doggy yeah. Dog. So if you look on his Snoop stuff, Dog, yeah, he hasn't called himself that like since the first record, I think, and maybe the second record, like the full Probably, Snoop like, once he left Doggy death Dog, row. yeah, the Dog Father. If you look, that says Snoop Doggy Dog in the front. After that, it's Snoop Dog. Then there's Snoop Records, No Limit. It was all Snoop Dog, singular. Then after that, yeah. he started calling himself like Snoop on certain records. In terms of like, I'm talking about the listening, ladies and gentlemen. Like when you look at the CD and you look at the spine, because yeah. as much as we think it's just a nickname or artwork, there's a lot of publishing and business that goes behind how you present oh, yeah. your name on a record <laughs> and where it falls in the catalog. You might go looking for a Snoop record and it might be in the Snoop Dog section or the Snoop yeah, Doggy right. Dog section if there is one. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So so once he went to No Limit, it was it was Snoop Dogg. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And then paid the yeah, he was still Snoop Dogg. So he never just went to Snoop. He did go to Snoop Lion for a minute. Yeah, I remember that record. Yeah. 
and didn't go with anything. What was his like rhythm and gangster? Was that was still Snoop Dogg? Yeah, what was the one they was... had? It was like sexual seduction. Oh, that's the one with Pharrell Bush. It's called Bush. Bush. The, that one might just say Snoop. The record is Bush. Yeah, yeah the record record is Bush. That might just no, say Snoop. Snoop. Dogg. Oh, that's Snoop Dogg. Okay. That's, yeah, it's still Snoop Dogg. Yeah. That was a weird record, man. That was a great record. That was great. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> Did it when he came with that video? Yeah, he was leaning into it. He's a uh, Snoop Plotation days. Um, but yeah, I remember yeah. Bush. That's yeah. funny. Catalog. So, all right, all right. So, uh, damn, this dude's still dropping records. That's crazy. And um, yeah, good for him. Um, so yeah, so where do you think that this record fit in its time frame? So, like 1994. I mean, we kind of discussed like what we were thinking about it, but like when when you look at like 1994, like where does this fit in? Do you think? Um, you you mentioned it early in the episode. This was a crowded year, so yeah. like cats like me, like just going to college. I'm still a teenager. There's a lot of stuff lost in the wind, and so yeah, it's a fitting record. But if you if you had certain sensibilities or you leaned a certain way with your purchases, like I was just I was telling um the last gonna break, ladies and gentlemen, I was saying like you bought one record a month, maybe you weren't getting two records a week, and then going yeah. back, oh let me grab this one that I skipped. So if you got the records that you felt like you were getting, which was Elmatic, Stress, that you were done, you might listen to singles or see a video. But I don't think there was a lot of cats, at least my age, 18 and up, a little capsule about to go to school or just left high school or whatever. You weren't going back to get that third or fourth record that you missed that year, per se. You got the couple of the two yeah. or three that year, and then the next year is another round. Or, you know, if that was early first quarter that you bought those two or three, then maybe the fourth quarter comes around. And in fourth quarter, as we all know, we were programmed. You buy the Jay-Z, you buy the whatever. You know what I'm saying? We buy the DMX. So I think it's it fit its time. As I say, it has that sound to it, that time, that um sound of that time. But it was a crowded, it was a crowded space. And yeah. I could see it going gold on its own, but it going gold on this side of the fandom. Whereas other stuff go gold on the other side of the fandom. It wasn't like a full on mass appeal widespread mm. oh everybody's checking this out Yo, you got the new face you checked you weren't telling your friend you got the new face you listen to the face which was the common practice back then you would ask your people yeah. if they listened to it or how, what they thought about it and so i think this um this this record got a little lost in the wind i think it definitely yeah i mean i think for for us east coasters it definitely would have been like sort of a private passion right like we all had those records like i, I was really into that dread scott record yeah, I don't know if you remember I that. About, one. I heard about uh, Broken Combs. I think it was called. Yeah. I was really into that one, but nobody else I knew was. So it was just like one well, record for me. Yeah, I think like for like East Coast heads, it probably was like that. Um, but I also think it's like a signifier of where things were going to start going. Okay, right? like you look at that, like ATLians, not ATLians. Um, Southern Playlist that came out at that same time. Okay. Um, so there was like a start of more regional music getting a foothold into like this yeah. sort of rotation. Yeah. And I think this is like part of that. 
like because you know it used to be east coast west coast like we know that forever and then like the ghetto boys came in so they had a little bit of a texas thing but yeah it, it seems like there was like this is like the early early shots of the south got something to say okay yeah yeah and this is um, you know? what is the time stamp on the um this is this that year is this the source awards where um Okay, I think it is, think, yeah, think, 94, yeah, I think right? It is 94. I think so. I think they look it up. I think just see if you can find when that source of what it was. Was it 94? Or was it like 95? And everybody went back to it. Uh, when did I cast? Trying to see. 1995 source of what? So right around that time. So right after everything dropped. Yeah. Yeah. So you're right. So this is the seeds of the South got something to say. And yep. and and they would probably yeah snatch Houston in the Midwest, anything below. You know what I'm saying below yeah. Jersey, or below Baltimore at least, they would consider it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I mean, question mark asylum was decidedly East there Coast, and they there were from Maryland, right? Yeah. yeah. DMV cats um, question mark asylum yeah. with that what was that they made that yeah. watermelon record right? It was a watermelon on it. Was, there was a there was a was watermelon it? group. But I always think of question mark asylum and then I think of the CD and the CD was a watermelon. Okay, let's see. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I don't I'm not seeing that. No, Maybe so the I actual CD itself was. Yeah. See it, uh, oh man, I wish I could remember. Maybe it wasn't them. But I remember something of that nature. Because I, my man G had question mark asylum. And I was like, that's their name? Yeah, that's a bad name. Yeah, no, I'm not seeing anything for that. No, for probably, I'm, I'm probably mixing it. I'm mixing it. It's up. just got question marks on it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was something like that. It wouldn't be KMD, would it? Is it a KMD record? Oh, I don't think so. It's either that no. or um, that... or Boogie Monsters. But I'm pretty sure it was Question mm. Mark Asylum. I felt like they had like the watermelon record. What's their records looking like? I'm gonna look it up. I don't know. My memory's crit is mismatched. Nappy Roots. No, nah, it was way earlier than that. But I feel. Oh, was it okay? Yeah, it was like I just the did whole watermelon CD was like they had watermelon, watermelon chicken and grits. That was the name. When of you that pulled record. it out, it was like either one. It was really primitive looking too. It just looked really bad on the insert. I remember that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I remember that, but no, nah, let's 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 keep it rocking. I forgot, but yeah, yeah. So, do you think this album stands up today? Like, I if, think if, I I think so, definitely, most definitely. I was I was very yeah. impressed, um, from what I was hearing, and um, and I, not surprised, but I was it was a pleasant surprise because I didn't listen to this record in full, you know, back then. Mm-hmm. So I definitely yeah. think it could survive in these days and time because the production is immaculate. So it seems like it was well oh, done. Fantastic, yeah. And when a record is well done, I feel like it can exist in many areas. I'm giving it, you know what I'm saying. But if it's well yeah. done and put together, like you know what I'm thinking of, like the music was so tight, it's like digital underground to me. Like I remember the production. Yeah, being, I can see that of a certain caliber, and I was you know Shock G and his boys, but I was like, yo, this stuff. 
you know, when they would do the uh the, the videos, they would have like the full horn section. I was like, oh, I think they really got that. It was sound, that full yeah. sound. And this this record sounds very full. full sound. Yeah. 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 And it's definitely like a unique record too, right? It's not something that like like nobody else could have made this record, I don't think. No, I think it's just definitely a one of one. And it's interesting that yeah. Brad has something like this in his pocket so early in his game. You know, it, yeah. I, I think that was very pretty eye opening. The, the artwork is not really grabbing. So I remember this vinyl, no. and this is about it later. It was a reissue. And I just remember looking at the vinyl. I was like, yeah, it's kind of boring. Was it like an open Bible or a pulpit or like a, or the window? It's just, it just, it's not a, it's yeah. not as arresting as you. It looks it like something be. that like a kid in a high school art class would have drawn. Yeah, so maybe it's like it's something personal to it. Yeah, could be. Um. Yeah, I think it, I think it stands up pretty well. Um, I could definitely like see myself going back and listening to this after this is over. Yeah, yeah, I definitely Which I don't necessarily do with other stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, didn't um, uh, speaking of the production, didn't um, didn't uh, Zilla allude to uh, ninety nine love balloons hook being used? Yes, on the song? yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's on G. Which song is that? I on? think it's it G's. On? I think it's either G's Jeez. or it's going down. Yeah, it's going down. Yeah, it just goes to yeah, show you, like, you know, what I'm saying like, cast listen, cast listening, and, and yeah, and and I think people got the the they got hip hop misconstrued. It's like we'll take something, we make it better. We've always taken yeah. shit and making it better, or yeah, even exactly. resurrected it. Like there's there's no telling how many songs people have gone back to because they recognize the sample here and there or they remember this hook that you did oh that sound like yeah miss mary mac mac you know what i'm saying and you and yeah, they go exactly. back and now in the digital age you can literally get up and go back and listen to a um a howling wolf record you know you can pull it up you can yeah. pull up an old ray charles yeah. session from the 60s yes you know what i'm saying you can pull the it 60s. up so um, yeah and it's cool like to see it within like perpetuate within itself too because like you have like that billy joel shit from it's uh it's still rock and roll to me okay it was like yeah, everybody's talking about the news sounds funny but it's still yeah, rock and roll, roll to, to me. me yeah and then krs had everybody's talking about juice crew fronting but you're still, still telling lies, lies to me, to me. and, and then, then ghostface has it in uh child's they, play and then um dove does it and, yeah and yeah, then Ghost says, like, everybody's talking about Wu-Tang fronting, but you're still telling lies to me. I don't remember what Dove says, though. What does he say? Yeah. But he's saying something. He's still stop fronting. He's still it's in his rhymes. It's in one of his rhymes. Yeah, so it's, it just perpetuates itself out and becomes like this, this lineage through sound. It's like a sonic connection. Yeah, and I love that. And I love that. And all the different yeah, references to it. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, there's there's one thing that he did. And I I don't remember which song it was in. It was in one of the first ones. It was like maybe no tears, um, but he he goes screaming for vengeance. Oh, I don't know if you remember that part, but I love that. That's like a it's a tie into a Judas Priest song. Ah, called screaming for vengeance, and like the hook is like that, like screaming, screaming for vengeance. And then he does that. I love that. I love stuff like that. Yeah. Because it just goes, yeah, I think so, people need to find those little nuggets because it goes to show you that we're way more musical than they give us credit for. Like we listen, we, we're yeah. studying, we we study different genres. A lot of us listen to country and we'll take from that, like whatever. 
You know what I'm saying? With a great yeah. recyclist. I would call it a yeah, exactly. great recyclist, yo. Exactly. We take the, the forgotten things and make them vibrant. Did you know his his cousin is Johnny Nash? Oh, shit. The dude who saying, I can see clearly now the, the rain, rain is, is gone. gone. Uh, lineage is funny. I found I just found out, and I did not notice, that uh, Lorenz Tate is uh, Red Fox's grandson. Really? Yeah. There was a time Red wow. Fox was on the show getting interviewed. He was really old. He's like, oh, I won't forget my grandson up there, Lorenz Tate, sitting up there. And they wow. go to Lorenz. He looked young as shit, like his teenage South Central time and stuff like that. He was young That's amazing. Shit. And that's his grandfather. I was like, good God. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Same way that uh, the greatest lineage cool. is, uh, was that Master Killer. He's related to um, Harriet Tubman and is it Malcolm X too? Somebody else. Of, really? uh, of, uh, yeah, he's related to Harriet Tubman and wow. somebody else big, uh, like either Marley or another musician, Nat King Cole or something. I looked it up. If you look it up, yeah, Master That's Killer crazy. has the ill. Is he like Marvin Gaye? Marvin Gaye and Nat Turner. And Nat Turner. There it is. I messed it all up. Wow. Ain't that crazy? That's wild. And direct line. Like, uh, Master Killer has direct line. It's not like some cousin of a cousin. He, he is direct yeah. line to them. That's good. Great genes. Great genes. Yeah, man. that's wild. That's but, cool. I mean, greatness is going to be gag greatness. Like, what are you going to You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Whether you like them or not, you know, all the Kennedys went on to do something like the, like the Waynes brothers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, eventually they, it, it can go into this, like, weird incestuous pool. Yes. And end up with the royal family. Really bad royal family yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. Or, or there's always, like, the, there's, like, the Kennedy... Not just Ted Kennedy. I mean, Ted Kennedy killed. No, there's a lot of them. The Kennedy cousins. They but yeah, there's like another one. Like a couple years back, there was like a a nephew or something that killed some woman. Well, isn't the Schreibers? Aren't they like uh? They are too. Yeah. 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 Um, and then that that was through you know Arnold when he married what's her name yep. Maria. So yeah, yeah I mean, Maria. Yeah. It's interesting when families yeah. are entertainers like that. What they end up doing. Lineage of greatness. <laughs> Literally, for real. Yeah. for real. So, what what are your favorite songs on this record? I like No Tears. Yeah, Jeez. No Tears is really good. Seen a man yes. die, uh, going down. Mind playing tricks ninety four, and, and the diary is dope too. So it's yeah, only like eleven tracks on this thing, y'all, because it's an intro and an outro, and they really like real intros and outros. Full on. Yeah. Really good. Um, I really like um Hand of the Dead Body is dope. Yeah, Hand of the Dead Body is really good. Um and I like which is the one with yeah, that's the one with Ice Cube and Devin the Dude. I oh, hate yeah. Ice Cube's verse though. Which one is that? Which but Devin the Dude it? sounds so good on that hook. In the night midnight. What song is that? Which one is that again? Because it's not listening. That's that's um Hand of the Dead Body. Yeah. And there's um, I couldn't find it, but there's a bunch of cats on G's. There's like three or on four G cats on there if you listen to it again. 
It's not just face. It only like, lists. Voices it only lists face. Yeah, but if you listen to the G, if you remember, you listen to it. There's a bunch of other voices on there. I could be. I'm, yeah, I'm I always not thought wrong. that too, but I, I couldn't. Yeah, maybe he's wrong. doing them. But but I, this is. It seems like one of those uncredited joints, and it's those as peoples. They're not yeah, even like yeah. they might not even be like you know major rappers. They might be part of the loop. Yeah. Hey, I I'm still mad at Ice Cube for that verse though. Oh yeah, you hate it. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. It's like, it's one of those verses that like, it feels like he did it for a check. I, I'm sure he probably did. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like he's. Well, are you trying to say like, like burn Hollywood burn? I'm just playing. Oh wow. <laughs> just joking. That's a great. He's, but he's, he's got those lines like, something like, we go back a, go back a lot down in Houston because I rap a lot. <laughs> like that type of shit. I'm like, oh man, they're like just cringy. Like it reminds me of the type of verse where like a rapper starts really feeling themselves. Yeah. And like, yeah, just do you a favor. Like I'll get in the studio, I'll do this. I won't really give much thought to it. Meth has but a few it, of those. Yeah, Meth does a lot of rappers have. Yeah. You know, like it's just like, oh, that's not good. But um, Devin the Dude sounds so cool on that record. He must have been so young at that time. Love me some Devin the Dude. Yeah. Oh, he's he's Scarface's age. They're the same age. Yeah. I guess he just started coming out with stuff later. Yeah. I mean, I guess his first record came out four years later, right? Yeah, he was around, though. Yeah. I I had a... um, yeah. Speaking of Maryland, I had a DMV friend, my friend Rod. He was into Devin the dude. He put me on him. I met him in college. Yeah. Well, I met him playing the circuit. Like I met him during college, but I was um in my rap nice. groups and stuff. Yeah, he was into Devin the dude. He played him all the time in his truck. Devin the dude's dope. Yeah, he's solid. He's always and that that's somebody else I learned about. You know what I'm saying? Like I learned about from him, from my man from DMV. Um Yeah. Like he would be on a hook or something here and there, but I'd never listen to his whole his whole piece until I got to Philly and started meeting some cats from around the country. Yeah, yeah. If you can, you know, like if you can somehow try to burst out of your region, yo, something, ladies and gentlemen, whatever you could do, if you got to travel and go to the local record store in these places, go to Memphis, go listen to the music of other places in other places. Cause sometimes yeah. that'll make and not just like the cool. popular music from other places, no, like, like the real shit. Like I know down in Atlanta, that motherfucker Kilo. I know Atlanta. Yeah. They've been talking. You know Kilo from back in the day. They talk about a Kilo mm-hmm. tape. They didn't want to hear none of that. None of that mainstream shit. Where's Kilo shit? I was like Kilo. Yeah. Who the fuck is that? He's like, oh, you don't even know, boy. Don't you know. don't even know. And I was like, stuff like him. Uh, What's the guy's name? Who's in Bad Boys? Was that Jody Meeks? Not Meeks. Jody something. Can't remember, but like local cats, in the, that would that would really yeah. get the juices flowing, yo. Yeah, no, it's the shit. It's like, I mean, I know I was talking about like spending a lot of time in New Orleans, but like sort of going to like clubs down there, like away from the Bourbon Street, like clubs, like you know, in neighborhoods. Yes, going to that, going to block parties. Yes, you know what I mean. Like hearing these songs, and then like because you're not attuned to it so you ask somebody and you're like what is this song like monkey on a stick and then they just go nuts and start doing the dance and talking to you about it. yes like, oh, the dance that it really means something yep. like the dance it's a big part of everything it's all like it really is cool how this shit is a way for like different 
neighborhoods and areas to like find their own voice, whether it's through like, you know, sonically slang, dance, graffiti, whatever it is. It's like it's a cool way to like express the culture of where you're from. Yeah, regional local stuff is really is really um it should be treasured because like this is like yeah it's the coolest shit. It's the backbone of everything we do. A lot of times, you know, maybe not to their own fortune, but it it's the beginning of some hit songs. Like there's a lot of yep. times they take the regional little thing, put it with a bigger you know with a bigger machine, yeah, and it and it pop off. And the old artist is mad, but like say I, I don't think you could get mad. I don't think you could be mad, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, when they when they when they get that machine behind it because it's bigger, like you're saying, it's for that city, it's for that region, it's for that area. They get a lot of pub. And then yeah. and what I love about down south in particular, them getting those looks is they'll support rapping forte all crazy. Yeah. You know, like super yep. crazy. Like their loyalty was way different than we had up top up here. We were in this crabs in a barrel type shit. They down there pushing yeah. artists, making um uh, flow rider bigger than the uh ace hood making these guys popular than a motherfucker and making them all they do is they little little, little circuit little citrus circuit yep run around florida yep. run to the That's top it. run so to the bottom to do. maybe do the carolinas come right back down don't have to even go nowhere don't have to do nothing yeah don't have to come all the way up top yeah make your appearance yeah. for you so I mean, yeah like texas too they got the same shit it's like yep. all those little like Different cities in Texas, you could just run around. There, you could probably do like a month of episodes just on different cities in Texas. Maybe even more than a month of episodes. What was that last group in Texas? They were called something TX. Who were they called? Damn. Anyway, yeah, but yeah, you can. And I think yeah. it's um. And you probably do that I, in every state. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm glad you brought that up though. Like, go to the local clubs when you go on tour go to the little record shops learn the music yeah. as you pass through because um again i reiterate go to the, the music clothes. will make Even sense if you don't like it you, you'll hear crazy music yeah and you'll hear some good shit the music will make a lot more sense zilla says this all the time mm -hmm. um what does he say riding around la you can hear like dame funk like shit makes sense yeah. so being down in miami rick ross mm -hmm. it's home yeah you know yeah. like that it's it's pretty important to try try out to hear the regional yeah. stuff in the area it was created i'm pretty sure you go down new orleans you start bumping that motherfucking oh, cash yeah. money that no limit that shit is that that shit is yeah. cranking up to 10. Yeah, and i'm sure there's some shit that's like we have no clue what it is and it's the most popular shit in that city exactly yeah exactly. and it's and it's better than everything that you're hearing elsewhere oh back may way better yeah, because the they listen. They you want to talk about listening to the people. They they you know the hit it. Yeah. shoot the hit is big on the block first. The hit is big on the yeah. porch first. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Exactly. It's big out the back door first, and then they they playing it on the tape. They playing at the little juke. Yeah. They playing it uh, out they they trucks a lot. A lot of this is car culture too. So up east we got yeah. different things going on. Down down south still they still got car culture. They still bumping yeah. shit in their whips. Now, whether you can hear yeah, it with we're the subs and all culture that. Up here. Yeah, we, we we still with the portables up here with the iPods yeah. and, and listening to your phone and shit. But down there, they still car culture, which is yeah, still and I think music that's culture. Why yeah. It's probably more party music down there, too. Like yeah. in other parts of the country, you make more party music than East Coast. 
play oh, most definitely. northeast. Most de- well, one the clubs yeah. are, are different. Like it's a different culture. Yeah. And I think people still going out partying stuff, music that makes you move. Yeah, people are going to dance and have shit. fun. Yeah, they're trying to move. They're not trying to mean mug and um Andy yeah. up in the corner. <laughs> yeah, not trying try to floss and just like have a drink and sip it. You know what I'm saying? So I think we did it. I think we hit everything. Yeah, I think this it sounds cool. We, we we talked about a bunch. Yeah, Big shout so. out to the man face, call face, Mr. Brad Jordan. Yep. Um yep. this is and this we, is one of many. And this is this is why I wanted to this is just one slice. We got more to come. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The boom bap anthropology. Yep. We we on mission. And so like we gave you this full, this full piece, and there's more to this plate. And I think that's why we split it up. I think that's why we've made it multi multi-episodic because it deserves yep. that much. Um, big shout outs to uh Open Mike Eagle and what it happened was. And and depending on the, the yeah. guest, he expands it because there's more to talk about, you know, rather than just a quick guest in and out. And so I think we took a nod from that to realize that some more some of these conversations need to be expansive. And then we could come back yeah. and talk about stuff we've already talked about in the new conversations. So again, it can stay expansive. And not just be so one shotty. We talk about something and we don't come back to it for like six, seven months sometimes. And and um, there it that is. might not that might not be fair. Things things require a more intense focus sometimes. You know. Yeah, yeah, without question. I just realized that they have um, a screwed version of uh, the out. diary on. Oh, I'm fucking all about that. I'm checking of course out they do. Where you? I the DJ screwed thing. I appreciate it. But I didn't get it sonically because I really don't mess with downers of that magnitude. So yeah. I just, it wasn't like, it wasn't something. I thought, oh shit. But I, yo, know, that, that's a movement. They really yeah. miss DJ I'm, Screw as anybody does. And then, and then he really, like, I think they sped up the music and then slowed it down on the tape. Yeah. And then, then put it out. And it was just like the rebirth of a lot of these songs that were already out with this screwed sound. And I'm not gonna sit there and put Quans, but maybe it was drug assisted or something with the syrup. But like, that's a movement. Yeah, that's a movement. I I was on tour and like we played Houston, and people told us about it. Like, mm. kind of gave us like a better understanding of it. Okay, their explanation what was it was more, was more um, full. Okay. Yeah, and you know, I think it was honestly. I don't really remember the explanation, but I remember getting the music. After after the explanation, okay. After that, yeah, I was like, okay, that's cool, because it was like it's it's just some DJ culture shit, right, right, right. So just yeah. manipulating the shit, DJ wise. Yeah. I think we were into the think about his Apollo. They were getting into the screwed and chopped shit. Yeah, we was following the scratch pixels. Yeah, where. They're scratching so much and turning into the bleeps and bloops. Because remember, they went, yeah. it was so it was so fast scratching. It went beyond premiere. This is how we do it. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't that. This was some turntablism yeah. shit. The execution is. Um, I used to mm-hmm. love watching them with the four tables lined up. Oh my up god! Yeah, and then moving four down tables, the line, switching spots. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, I feel. Uh, who who passed away? Rock Raider, right? Rock Raider, rest in Rock peace. Raider, yeah. yeah, yeah, and then I, I followed all of them. I got their tapes, so I think you know, that I think that's a good parallel. Like the uh, the chopped and screwed yeah. stuff was like how we was with the turntablism up top, and they were really making that thing into an instrument. 
and they were down there screwing yeah. the hell out of records and stuff and giving uh stuff rebirth. Like some artists was totally. But if reborn. you even think, yeah, think back to like the old radio shows, like before, even before like Flex, like okay. Red Alert and shit like that, like where, you know, there was some hot shit and it was a hot line. They would just keep bringing that line back. Yeah, keep bringing that line back. Do it like 15, 20 times. That's essentially the same thing. It's just this is slowed down, and part of it's like, you know, it's kind of swampy down there. And I like think there, there you keeping and yeah, and you're keeping the DJ a lot. We were trying to wipe wipe the DJ out. Like I remember yeah. DJ becoming a lot more obsolete. Dat machines just play my shit from the back. Yeah. Plug me in. I'm coming up there equipped. You know what I'm saying? And and yeah. And it went from that. It went from the DJs in the group. There's a scratch section on every record. The DJ performs at the shows just as much yeah. as the MCs. And it slowly but surely they started. They started windowing them out. I mean, yeah. I, I don't like and, I don't like the omission of the DJ. I, I really miss them. Do you want to do any any sort of? Uh... Nah, nah. Okay. We'll say well that we'll get so Z back next week. What are we doing Sounds next good. week? I don't know. I don't know either. We got um, some stuff. Ah, uh, yeah. All right, man. Have a good night. Peace. Class. Peace. You as well. Talk to you soon. Peace.